Hi there, you're listening to We Just Like to Talk. I'm your host, Becky. And I'm Kara. This is a podcast for easy listening about hard subjects. And today's guest is... Kim. We're here today with Kim, the founder of Yanka Clothing Company, which is currently producing some athleisure, I think is how you say it. And Kim, you're from Wawa, Northern Ontario, right? So small town girl uh, starting a clothing company. Did you start it during the pandemic? I did. Um, Wow. Our first launch was May of last year, so May of 2020. That's right in the heart amazing. of it. Um, so that's something you and Becky have in common because you both launched businesses during the pandemic. Yeah. We're risky yeah. like that, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess starting it in the pandemic, it started probably because of the pandemic. Actually, I was at home working from home and it just gave me more time um, alone with my husband because my kids were in Um, emergency daycare for part of the time. So yeah, there was just a little bit of spare time that, you know, we had to talk and dream and um, Yanka sort of just flourished from, from all of those conversations. Wow. That's amazing. And what were you doing before that? Like what, what was your job? So I still work um, nine to five. I still work my job. Um, Oh, wow. Yeah. I work, um, for the Ministry of Natural Resources, and um, mm-hmm. I work for the um, Aviation and Forest Fire Program here in Wawa. We have a pretty big fire base, um, so mm-hmm. I do a lot of administrative stuff uh, Monday to Friday. Wow, that's amazing. So this is mm-hmm. your quote-unquote side hustle. Do yeah. you eventually want this to be your full-time job? Yes. Um Yeah. It seems a little bit odd to complain about a job because I, my job, especially I, I do like it. Um, I work with really great people. They're so laid back and understanding, and I feel so fortunate that I've had them um, to sort of, you know, be here for all of this and help um, guide me and support me. But I didn't grow up thinking that I would work for forest fires. It wasn't sort of a dream, um, and it just isn't necessarily fulfilling all of the things in my life that I'd like to, that Yanka has, I didn't know were missing until I started my own business and started to be like, wow, this is really clicking and fitting for me. So that's, yeah. So that was actually something I I wanted to know was like, was fashion kind of your secret dream of what you actually wanted to do for your life? Or is it something you just kind of fell into? So that's kind of a funny one because I definitely have always been really into fashion. Um, You know, I remember probably being about eight years old and my mom, I was in figure skating and my mom um, discovering Value Village. And she was like, Kim, you got to come see this store. Like, I just got a turtleneck for $2. Like, it was wild. And so I remember my first experience there and just 
being able to pick whatever I wanted and create these outfits. My parents were extremely laid back as far as what I wore. And so from a young age, it's definitely been a part of my life. I wouldn't say it was leading um, any of my decisions. I didn't think it would turn into any type of career. Um, And then even for that to be athletic wear is sort of interesting because again, I'm not somebody who is extremely into working out. Um, I do like to stay active and that sort of thing, but um, it happened, like the reason that it's active wear is because I saw a gap in that market. I kept seeing the same theme occurring about needing leggings. And so that's sort of where Yanka came from. Because you felt like the quality wasn't there. Or you just felt like they were also overpriced as well. Yeah. You know, both. I think like I had my son uh, about seven years ago and after I had him, I ended up sort of being in a lot of groups of women, um, whether it was online or even, you know, during like hub hangouts. And I kept hearing the same conversations, you know, like um, people looking for affordable leggings, you know, what's like Mm -hmm. the best Lulu knockoff. They didn't want to spend the money or have, you know, necessarily that much money to spend on a piece of legging or something comfortable to just wear every day. So I sort of just picked up on hearing that a lot um, and seeing it in lots of groups that I was in and thought, huh, like maybe, you know, and I'm not the first to do it. It's not as if I'm creating this bright idea, but there is still a gap in that market where you mm-hmm. um, have something a little bit more affordable, but at the same same quality. Mm. Yeah, it's so true because I because I know even for myself, like looking for leggings, it would either be like a hundred dollars and like, mm-hmm. yeah, they'll last you, but still maybe you don't want to drop that kind of money or well, some, you buy cheap ones that just don't last. last. Like sometimes totally, yeah. ones don't last. Yeah. yeah and that's like, true. To, to me to spend 120, I think it's like $120 on a pair of leggings. Like I would, I would often sort of get them in my cart and then just be like, well, can't do it. Like add that shipping on there. I just think like that just isn't something. But um, but then again, I didn't want to spend $30 on a pair of leggings and then rip at the seams or just not support me in the way that I needed. So there, there was really that middle mark and that's where I wanted Yanka to hit. So I'm so curious because I, I just don't, all I really know about the fashion industry comes from watching Dragon's Den. Um, yes. <laughs> how do you how do you actually do this? Like, how do you go from designing clothing? How do you design the clothes, and then how does that actually turn into a physical product? So I didn't know any of that either um, when I decided to do Yanka. I just sort of dove into what um, e-commerce was, you know, what the options were, and that led into manufacturing. So Mm -hmm. to answer that question, what that looks like or what that looks like for me um, was I didn't know where to begin. I didn't know who to reach out to. um, And so what I did was I just started. I sat down and I reached out to, I think it ended up being over 50 manufacturers. um, And I got really creative about where I found them. So I used YouTube, Instagram, um, you know, different um, manufacturing sites, all sorts of things from all different countries. And I just started to dive into what made a good legging because I really didn't know. And so I just started sampling and sampling can get very expensive, but I knew that if I was going to spend money and if I was going to get a good product, I would have to 
put that initial investment up. So I got um, leggings from all over and really just figured out um, material, you know, uh, the fit of the body, all of those things through trial and error. And just out of curiosity, like how, how long did this particular process take? So it ended up being roughly about six months, which I've learned is Mm -hmm. extremely fast. Um, I think it can take people a very, very long time. And I, I think if you did it one piece at a time, like if you got one pair of leggings and then were like, oh, these aren't good, I'm going to do it again. But instead of doing that, um, I figured I'm going to just reach out and get a bunch so then I can start to compare and figure out what I want and what I don't want. So it ended up being about six months before I found my first manufacturer um, that produced, you know, a legging that I loved. And um, people were sort of, I had some people in my ear sort of pushing about like, you know, just start the business, just do it. Like the products will come. And my instinct was like, no, I cannot sell a product to my friends and to my family um, that I, that I don't believe in. It just will be fake and it will come off inauthentic. Mm -hmm. So um, Mm -hmm. that was really important actually at the beginning, that manufacturing part. Well, and I imagine, you know, with all the supply chain issues happening with the pandemic, especially in the clothing industry, that must have added you know, another level of difficulty in some cases where it's like, you might find like the perfect legging, but it's like, can that manufacturer actually guarantee they're going to be able to, you know, make that for you to the size that you need? Yeah. And, you know, that brings up a whole, um, like a, a wild part of this industry sizing. We can get into that at some point if you want, but um, the supply chain, it's interesting because starting it in the pandemic, I don't think that I have something to compare it to. So really, this is all that I've known. And yes, there are challenges. um, But again, a part of my uh, process has been finding a manufacturer that I can communicate openly with, you know, that um, we work really well together. So I haven't had that happen actually uh, too much. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to talk about sizing because... Me uh, too. (laughs) Yeah, that's something I've definitely struggled with. I am very tall. I'm six foot four. Um, but I don't have like a lot of curves, at least not yet. So yeah. um, I can I can struggle sometimes because I find that, you know, if I want the length, if we're talking like leggings or something, um, it's not always there. Or if it's there, they assume that you have like, a, you know, quite a large waistline. So I'm swimming in things. Um, so mm-hmm. I personally struggle to find things like leggings or, you know, in, in like sports bras, it's like, I'm struggling to find something that's going to fit, you know, how big my my torso and my rib cage are without the assumption that you have like a massive bust, right? Um, so how did you approach figuring out like what kind of sizes you could realistically offer at first and what kinds of plans do you have in terms of inclusive sizing and, and what do you want to do with this? Okay, so you are not alone by a long shot in the, in your needs um, as far as, you know, being tall and thin or, I mean, our bodies, when we think about people are just so different. However, when you look at manufacturing products, they really have about six sizes that they, I don't know who I'm saying they, I mean, society uh, has deemed in like quote normal, which is the problem. So what happens is Um, when I reach out to a manufacturer, they have something called a minimum order quantity, an MLQ. Mm -hmm. And so 
When you are ordering products for the sizes, which they deem normal, so a four to a 12, your minimum order quantities are a lot less. So for somebody starting out a small business, um, I'm not having to put up, you know, a hundred pieces per size, per color, et cetera, et cetera. Um, So starting out, I did only offer size four to 12 because anything outside of what they consider normal, right? You're having to order so much more. And so anything that they consider to be um, very custom made. So it really bothered me knowing that I didn't, I couldn't offer a variety of sizes at the beginning, but I knew if I didn't start, then I would never get to that point. And if that was the goal that I needed to create some revenue first in order to invest back into those sizes. So we now offer size four to 16, which is a great step. Um, but again, it's not, it's not even close to everybody. So as I manufacture and as I carry on getting different samples and working with all different manufacturers, that is really at the forefront. Um, it's something that I ask right away. Is this even an option for me? And if so, what prices are we talking about? So um, yes, moving forward, that's a really big piece um, of Yanka and um, something I'm I'm striving for and really looking forward to offering. Thank you for shining a light on that for us, because I think that's something that maybe consumers don't really understand fully about this industry, right? Is it's like, even if the will to have those inclusive sizes is there on the part of the brand, there's this whole level beyond it of the manufacturer where the manufacturer itself may not be equipped or may not be willing to work with the brand in that way. So it's not as simple as like, oh, I want to include more inclusive sizes. Um, it's it's this whole systemic problem that you have to push against, but you know you can't yeah. do it by yourself. Exactly. Can we go back to like the branding and the name of your company? Because I'm so curious to know where Yanka came from and like did you have any other names for the company okay so I love to talk about this part so Yanka is named after my grandmother her last name or her name was Ursula Yanka yeah and so it's a pretty neat story I never actually met her so she passed away before I was born and I've always felt an odd connection to her We talked about her a lot in my house. It was my dad's mom. And we talked about her a lot. And I always sort of felt something from her. And um, so when I was, when I created this company, I didn't have a name, but I wanted something that would represent strong women. So I was searching, you know, for a name that would represent, and I kept looking at, you know, like these ancient Greek goddesses or these warriors or all, all of these different names, which were great, but none of them resonated enough. And um, I have a picture of her across from my dining room table. And one day I just looked over at it and thought like, aha, like there are all these strong women around me. I should name name it after one of them. And so um, mm. when I saw her picture, I thought, of course her, you know, it just makes sense. Um, and the cool part about it for me is 
she was she had an incredible life um, without getting too much into it. Escaped a prisoner of war camp and found wow. her way over to yeah, it's incredible. Her story is very very interesting. It's on my website if anyone wants to read it. But so she ended up in Canada and she was in a very controlling relationship where she was made to stay home and cook and clean and do all these tasks. And really that is not very far removed from, from me. That's only, you know, two generations ago. And so Mm -hmm. I just thought Mm -hmm. how cool would she think it is that, you know, her granddaughter would be able to, you know, work, um, raise children, do the hobbies that she wants and also create a business. So that's who it's named after. And I'm really glad I chose her because when I when I write the name Yanka or I see it on something, it means something to me. And yeah, mm-hmm. I'm just really excited to see that name continue to grow. Oh, I love that. I just want to, so was that her maiden name? That was her maiden name. Yeah. That's awesome. You know, because yeah. there's the whole thing about women giving up their name when they marry, right? So it's like yes. you are remembering her, who she was before she gave up that identity to to marry and get into that controlling relationship, right? Yeah, I love that you brought that up because um, that's another piece about it that I love, yeah. Love that. Okay, and then something else that I wanted to mention because I'm mm-hmm. obviously active on Instagram and that's like how I met you and how I first yeah. saw your business. But something that I noticed about your company in particular is that like you don't just post just to post, but you – provide value like what to do if your leggings are constantly falling down I know you you posted a reel about that which I loved so for you like how much time and effort goes into planning your social media content and as a business owner overall like how important do you think that is oh this is such great timing um, for this question because um, I just hired somebody to help me in this area um, that your, ah, your first nice. hire? it's my first hire and it was so oh, exciting. Congrats. Thanks. And, um, the really neat thing about it is I'd been thinking about it and thinking about it. And then, um, this woman just approached me and it's actually not her background either. And she sort of said, I'd love to work with you. I'd love to work with your company. This is something I'm interested in. Like, do you want to take a chance? And I mm-hmm. loved it. I thought, you know what? Absolutely. I do. Because, like you can see in my Instagram, it doesn't have to be perfect. Well, it makes I, it better. Exactly. Yeah. And so it makes it more it's personal. interesting. So as we've been meeting and talking, um, a part of it will be planned through her, just, you know, just creating or giving me the space to do other things um, has been a massive weight lifted off my shoulders. So having her help me, but then also remaining authentic to Yanka. So, you know, if a video just pops into my head or I have something to say, you know, instead of writing it down and making the perfect script and making it look great, I re- we're going to keep that um, piece of, of the Instagram or TikTok feed um, true. So I do think that that is important though, as you say, you know, is it important in a business? It is. Um, I think it's also important to know your strengths and weaknesses. So you know, Mm -hmm. I'm learning as I go as well. And I can recognize that there are certain parts of it that are just not my bread and butter, not my cup of tea. And so it's really amazing to be able to now bring people on and use their strengths to help Yanka grow. So, so on that kind of idea here, you know, you're, 
you're a woman who started this business. You now hired another woman. Uh, Becky and I are all about, you know, empowering women, starting businesses and stuff. But neither of us are a parent. So like, what is it like to start a business when you're a mom of two kids? You know, you're in the pandemic. Like what... (laughs) What kind of advice would you give anybody else out there who's like, I really want to do this, but I'm not sure? Yeah. Um, okay. Being a mom and starting a business has been very interesting. Um, I was laughing actually today because I can see people posting their morning routines um, and you know doing all of the things that they need to do, writing in a gratitude journal and waking up and taking that time for yourself. And I laugh because, you know, the minute I wake up, it's because like my children are prying my eyes open and <laughs> the day has started. <laughs> there, oh, there's no like, like writing in a gun. <laughs> they're yeah. just checking if you're dead because you know, oh, cats, they're going to yeah. eat you. Oh my God. Yeah. No, they would. Um, so I really think that that's kind of funny. Uh, that's just the reality of what's happening. And it's really busy. There's just no way around it. But everybody is busy, whether you have children or you have something. I just think we're all busy. We're all just trying to make it work. And that's what I'm doing. I have a very supportive partner who I'm so grateful for because, you know, without that that support and the space to to do my own thing, I think it would be nearly impossible. So it reminds me of this brand that I follow. They make um specialized like cocktail kits. And one of their customers posted about them. So they reposted whatever. And then they're like, you're, if you're a parent, you're definitely not doing dry January. And I laughed so (laughs) hard and I messaged her and I'm like, I'm not a parent and I'm doing dry January. So this definitely checks (laughs) out on my end. (laughs) Yeah, it really is a different world to be in. And I mean, and I laugh because so when I was starting Yank, I have a friend who was a really great guide for me just to bounce ideas off of. And um, I had this idea like that, you know, it had to be this perfect brand and everything had to like, you know, compete with the best of the best. And he was like, he's like, you know what? I think you're thinking about it wrong. He's like, it's hilarious. You're making leggings from your kitchen table, like while your kids are hanging off your side. And he's mm-hmm. like, that is what is unique. And People will love that. So don't shy away from who you are. And it was Mm -hmm. this really big moment where I was like, yeah, you know what? Like, there's no hiding that this is chaotic and crazy, but I hope that it inspires somebody to just, you know, do something different and take a risk, whether you have kids or not, you know, it's... Well, and I would rather support a smaller business, you know, a more Mm -hmm. local business as somebody also in... Northern Ontario, right? Thunder Bay. Like, yeah. I'd rather, like, that's when, when Becky told me about you, I'm just like, okay, because I'm, you know, I'm kind of like building up this whole new wardrobe of mine. And yes, yes I can order from anywhere around the world. I can order the cheapest leggings I want. But like, I would rather spend my money supporting somebody I can at least have a little bit more of a connection with and relate to. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. I think there's a huge shift in that. It seems to me people are really you know, a little bit more conscious about where they're buying things and who Mm -hmm. they're supporting. And the thing about that for me is I do, I do support that. And I believe that the other piece was just because I'm small, a small business, I don't want people to support because they feel obligated. I want people to maybe do that once, feel the products and then really believe, you know, and want 
these leggings and the like whatever. Oh, I know. I was waiting produced. for your restock to drop earlier this week. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, it was crazy. I was up the next night until like 2 a.m. or something packing orders, but it's wow. been going. Yeah, it's been. Re- I'm definitely not complaining about that, but it's just kind of mind blowing, you know? I mean, the funny part about this is my husband had this very stable position and probably, I don't know, four months ago, he was like, hey, what do you think if I quit my job and we buy a, this bait and tackle store? I'm like, uh, okay, yeah, let's do that. And uh, so we have done that. And so now we've added to the plate. And um, oh, But I love how it's like he, he supported your dream and now you're supporting his dream. And it's yeah. such a lovely story. I'm going to throw up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's freaky. Like I'm not even – you know what? It's very funny. We are like moving our family into this apartment above this bait tackle store. It's very comical. I think I'm going to start a TikTok <laughs> about it because when I think about we were both sitting in these very cushy government jobs, you know, just sort of plugging away and – and watching yeah. TV at night, and uh, I look over at him. Most nights we're both working late into the night, and I just sort of laugh, like, "What the hell? Like, when did this happen?" But um, it's been great, and it's all fun to learn. And I love change, and um, yeah. So we'll see where all of this goes. But I'm with you on that. Also, like, I don't like to feel too too comfortable or like too stagnant because then I start getting bored. Yeah. Like I need like a little bit more stimulation. You you do. Yeah. You do not want bored Becky. (laughs) What do you do? You don't like, are you shaving your head or you just like. (laughs) Oh, like to change things up or like when I'm bored. Yeah. Yeah, What what do you do when you're bored? Start a bunch of drama. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Um, No, I'll like, I'll like, I'll be proactive and like, I'll look for, like, I'll look for things to change or. I'm like, oh, maybe I can like redecorate my place. Like small things even. It doesn't have to be something yeah. crazy. Or like, you can feel yourself trial. getting antsy. <laughs> just a yeah, small yeah. jump. Yeah, just yeah, a small Becky, little move. Becky moved to Montreal with no job. Like she was just like, I'm just moving to Montreal. That's amazing. Yeah. How old were you when yeah. you did that? 27 or 28. I think I wow, just really turned cool. 20. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I had it like mulling in the back of my head. I was like, you know, because I'm also from Thunder Bay and I was like, I feel like I need to change. I was really bored in my job and uh, recently had a breakup. And then I was like, I literally have nothing holding me to Thunder Bay other than friends and family, but they're all very understanding. So uh, yeah, my friend from Montreal came to visit that summer and I was like, oh, Montreal is so beautiful. And she's like, yeah, why don't you just like she's the one that sort of like planted the seed and was like, why don't you just move? Like, just stay with me. And I was like, are you sure about that? Like, this is just yeah. isn't an empty promise, right? And she's like, no, no, no. Like, stay with me. I have a really cute apartment, you know, sleep on the couch. Like, it's fine. And I was like, yeah, why not? And so no like the next year I bought like a one-way ticket and yeah. That's really cool. Speaking of just like, you know, challenges and – having a lot on your plate what is something you like to do to unwind that's a good question I so at the end of the night when every when the kids are in bed and all everything is done my husband and I usually listen to a podcast together and just really just kind of sit quietly and I look forward to that time and I find I didn't realize how much it helped me unwind at night and until we bought this business and he had 
you know, been working until 2 a.m. to get it ready. And I missed it at night, you know, just that time. So I had said, like, we really need to do that again because it, I'm going to bed without it and then waking up into that chaos again. And mm-hmm. it's just, I'm never getting yeah. that minute to just, like, I had listened to your podcast about that recharge, it about recharging as um, being an introvert. And I thought, yeah, like I, mm. if I don't have that recharge, I am, my battery is not full the next day. So yeah, um, just taking a minute after everyone is in sleep is, is uh, definitely how I do that. I love that. Are there, what types of podcasts are you listening to other than ours, of course? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I listen to a lot of uh, like entrepreneurial podcasts, uh, like The Gold Digger with Jenna Kutcher. And, you know, it's funny because we go through sort of these stages. Like for a long mm-hmm. time, my husband was like deep into these health and wellness podcasts. And then we sort of went into more of like a Deepak, like Chopra, is it Ch- Chopra? Um, like mm-hmm. meditation podcast. It sort of, yeah, just shifts along at like into like what we're interested in at the time. But do you have any fun stories you can share with us of like mistakes you've made along the way, or you know something you've learned as you were starting your company? Uh, and please, the more embarrassing, the better. <laughs> How much time do you guys have? I mean, I. <laughs> Oh, I heard something today that it was like, if, what was it? Something about if you're not embarrassed by your first product, like you waited too long to launch. And I loved that because I was like, you're right. If you're trying to get it perfect, it, Mm -hmm. it will never happen or it will take too long and you'll miss the ball. So, so I would say actually, this is what I'm learning to be the biggest mistake so far. I didn't have a strong enough vision or mission behind Yanka and what I'm learning now is as I'm trying to market and trying to target an audience and that sort of thing, my mission and vision statement don't allow me to niche down enough to hit a market. So as far as like a tangible mistake, I think that is something that I have recognized and um, and and I'm working towards, you know, really narrowing down who the Yanka customer really is. And I guess with that, so trying to please everybody, I think what ends up happening is nobody is truly pleased. People are okay and they're happy with the product. But if I can really narrow it down and stick to that vision in my mission statement, then I think I'll be able to grow Yanka. All right. So thank you to the generosity of Kim, who is offering our listeners a special discount code of 15% off of Yanka clothing. You can use the code TALK, T-A-L-K-15, that's all capitalized, for 15% off your order of leggings or sportswear. Enjoy! You know, Cara and I recently talked about this, but we're not big on like New Year's resolutions because we just think it's overdone and, you know, I hate that saying like, New Year, new me. No, bitch. New Year, same you. (laughs) Same you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but we are big proponents of goal setting and we want to know like are there certain goals like either personally or professionally in in the next year that you're looking forward to accomplishing? Yes, I – I'm like you in that I don't necessarily have um, a New Year's resolution, but I do Mm -hmm. always find there's something about January that feels fresh Mm -hmm. and that's – it's all mindset because – there's really no difference from January or December to January. 
Um, but there is a shift in my mindset where things feel fresh and like there's just some new opportunities. So moving into 2022, I have some goals. I am learning a lot about scaling a business um, and exactly what that means and what that entails. I have reached out to some companies and am in the process of deciding, you know, when the right time for that is. And I think there's a little bit of a soft spot where you don't want it to be too early and spend a lot of time and money and effort into something that wasn't quite ready. But then I think if you wait too long, then you may miss the mark as well. So I'm sort of trying to figure out when that will be. Um, Hiring somebody was, was a really big step. I would like to look at expanding the team in 2022 as well. So not quite yet, but once I streamline a few of our processes and establish exactly where we want to go in 2022, I'd like to bring somebody on with a little bit more uh, marketing expertise. So that's sort of where I'd like to um, bring Yanka. Personally, um, I do have some goals. I would like to try to figure out how to balance business and mom life a little bit better. I tend mm-hmm. to get, I don't know if that's just that mom guilt that happens, but you know, if I'm on my phone when I'd like to be more present or, you know, just feeling like I'm not, I'm not giving enough to a certain aspect of my life, which is sort of how I'm always feeling sort of pulled in all of these different directions. And am I ever really giving a hundred percent to anyone's So just figuring out how to organize my life a little bit better and ask for the help when I need it. So Mm. I love that. I think those are great goals and I'm sure a lot of moms can relate to you as well. And especially moms who have not only a nine to five, but then also, you know, like a side business as well. And I don't even, I don't even like calling it a side business because like, no, you have a business. Like, that's a lot. (laughs) I was going to ask, like, a hilarious random question (laughs) about – I want it, yeah. Okay, okay. So (laughs) I don't know if you're big into, like, pop culture or, like, reality TV or any of that stuff. For me, love it. Could talk about it all day long. But what are your thoughts on Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson? (laughs) Okay, Now, I used to be a lot more into all of this because I had the time, and that sounds so silly, but I just truly don't have too much time. But as I'm scrolling TikTok, that's pretty much where I get any of my (laughs) pop culture. Like, that's which is sad. But I sort of could see that maybe this is a PR stunt. Mm. Is is that what's happening? Okay. What a I don't know. I I don't know. (laughs) It's so hard to say, but I just think I've heard like a lot of different sides just because of like the types of podcasts I listen to. They're very much about pop culture and what's happening with celebrities, that sort of thing. But I've heard the side of like Kim just got through a divorce. Like she's going through a divorce. She was with someone who is, you know, seemed a little bit more controlling and maybe she wasn't as happy as she was leading on, whatever. So you know, in comes Pete, who's this like light energy, who's like funny. I'll say it, but apparently he has a big dick. So (laughs) (laughs) maybe she just wanted that big dick energy. I don't know. Like I can see it though. And 
I mean, who's traveling to Staten Island just for a PR stunt? Like that's although we are talking about the Kardashians, so you know, they'll go to they'll yeah, go to lengths knows? for that kind of Yeah, who knows? I don't but, know enough about it to make a comment. I think he's super cute, yeah. but I do don't you? know. I do, you know, <laughs> my um diary as a little girl, I think I wrote like when I grow up, I'm going to marry like a skinny skateboarder. Like, you oh, know. Okay. So like, that's like your type. Yeah. Like my husband is not yeah. like that at all. He's very cute. But um, <laughs> yeah, I so I can see why I would have like, I would think he's cute. Um, right. But yeah, I don't know enough about it to make a <laughs> statement. Well, I love, <laughs> I like your answer regardless. So that's good. <laughs> but to end off. Do you have like any particular icons or sources of inspiration for Yanka? So I tend to recently, like, because maybe this is what I'm watching and looking at, but I've been listening a lot to female entrepreneurs. And so there's a couple that really stand out to me. Like, I think I'd mentioned Jenna Kutcher. She just started um, with a photography business and then grew it and is completely massive now. She it helps other business owners. And there's another company, there's a woman who started this company called Kira Moon. And from a business perspective, I think she's very inspiring. She sort of started this skincare line from nothing. And she just was very genius-like in her approach to marketing on Instagram and TikTok. So I really mm-hmm. do like to follow her. Yeah, I th- I think that's it. I mean, I draw inspiration I would say from a ton of women around me, you know, like I'd said, my grandmother, like my mom is a very inspiring woman. And, you know, I just think like there's so many women who are really just holding it down for their families and for the people in their lives. And I don't know if this has always been the case, but it seems to me the women around me are just these strong, stable, like, and maybe this pandemic is bringing this out even more, but it's just incredible to see the strength and the um, ability of the women that I'm seeing in my life uh, just really keep things afloat and keep their families together and strong and all of these things. So, so there's definitely more pressure and expectations being put on women during the pandemic. Explain what you mean. Mm-hmm. I'm curious. Well, because not only do we now expect most women to be second income earners in a household, but then they also disproportionately share the childcare and, uh, housework tasks in most relationships, right? Yes. Yes, absolutely. You are. Yeah. And yeah, it's that expectation, you know, if the kids are sick, well, you know, why is mom called to, to yeah. go home? And then think about how many of our frontline, like healthcare workers, essential workers are women, especially like uh, racialized women yeah. and poorer women, right? Yeah. It's a, yeah, that's a really strong point, you know, and um, maybe not something I've thought about enough. Yeah. Well, no, that's why I loved your answer so much. Cause I think, I think we need to spend more time just acknowledging that and, and using that as a source of our inspiration, you know, inspiration doesn't have to come from a celebrity or from a big star or icon, right? It can come mm-hmm. from the people in your life and the, the people you just encounter day to day. Thank you so much, Kim, for agreeing to come on our show and talk to us about starting your business and, and all of that. Thank you. If people want to get in touch with us, how can they do that? Yeah, we have a Facebook page. We just like to talk. You can also email us any questions or any topics that you'd like us to cover at we just like to talk at gmail.com. 
And speaking of plugging, Kim, where can people find you? Uh, they can find me on any of the social platforms, Instagram, uh, TikTok, Facebook, Yanka Clothing Co. Um, and also you can check out our website at yankaclothing.ca. That's Yanka with a J. Yes, Yanka with a J. 